Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider. Now, if you look on stage, we're missing one person, one key person, our uh, normal host, Vu Gwyn. He is uh, surprisingly, uh, surprised us all, is not at uh, Rensport Reunion. He had a medical emergency, and I'm not going to say too much. He's doing fine, but he's uh, doctor's orders. He had to stay home. He couldn't fly, uh, and he has a whole story he's going to tell, and Lord knows I'm not going to take that away from him, but know that he's doing well, and I think the next two podcasts he will uh, not be on because we're going to broadcast, uh, record him here at Rensborough Union. Uh, so stay tuned, or if you uh, subscribe to our uh, Instagram, subscribe to that, and uh, who's been commenting on our YouTube version this week, because somehow uh, our, he actually put it on his social media what happened, uh, but he's doing fine, uh, recovering, so that's why he's missing from our uh, normal lineup. But we do have, I guess starting off closer to me, our past president, Tom Gorsuch. He'd been on the show before. Hello. Very dynamic, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> This is not only uh, on video, but it's also audio, so you gotta you gotta talk. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Tom, a man of many words. Uh, Paul Greger came all the way from Germany, uh, which we were thrilled to hear that he was coming. And what's your official title, Paul? Um, project leader for global community coordination. Yes, if you notice, it's a project. It's a Canadian accent. It's not he's <laughs> German, but not the German Canadian accent. So, German, what's right? the American version of project? Project. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an A okay. there. Yeah. And of course, our digital media coordinator, yep. Damon Lowney, is a regular on the show. Um, so it's a Wednesday before Rensport. Rensport starts on a Thursday, and uh, we got here on Monday. Feels like we've been here forever uh, because they've been long days and setting up. Um, and I think, Tom, you've been to every Rensport since the beginning. You have one over me. I missed the first one. Yeah, I think I accidentally showed up at the first one at uh, Lime Rock. Uh, accidentally? Yeah. I mean, I saw about this cool Porsche thing. I went there, and uh, and this Rinsport. This and, could yeah. be fun. Yeah, the <laughs> next two were at Daytona, and then now this is the fourth one at uh, at uh, Laguna Seca. Yeah. So uh, by the time you're hearing this, Rinsport's over. And uh, so we're anticipating the beginning of it as we record it. Uh, they're going to be getting probably over 100,000 people over four days um, it's going to be interesting if they actually sell out of parking. Uh, first time I've ever heard Laguna speak of selling out of parking and, and not having enough parking. So it's, uh, it's exciting to see this much enthusiasm for the brand and for this event in itself. Because this is it. It's just Porsche. You're not going to see Ferrari. You're not going to see any other make like the, the Motorsport Reunion. You're only going to see Porsche. It's um, a little bit nervous. I guess, uh, with all these people coming, but also uh, very excited. Okay, so let's start with Damon. You had the most exciting morning of us all. Yes, when you guys were doing some manual labor, it sounded like, and setting things up here at the tent, um, I was holding a video camera and uh, was filming two different cars. Uh, the first one is a new Porsche. It's a 992 GT3 Touring. Um, this one was modified by TechArt, a, a German company who is known for uh, been around since 1987, is, uh, is known for um, their very extravagant modifications, and I'll put it like that. Uh, this one was a, a little bit more of a modestly styled uh, modification package, and yeah, carbon fiber aero package, 
where the front splitter uh, carbon fiber looked like it was possibly a little bit uh, larger uh, to balance a ducktail that uh, TechArt made for this car. It's a brand new ducktail, um, one of a few different rear spoilers you can um, buy for your Porsche uh, if you want to give it a little bit of uh, flair. Um, engine was stock, suspension stock, but uh, basically wind tunnel tested parts and increased downforce a little bit, or perhaps reduced lift, it might be one of those. Um, keeps the balance of the car and uh, just a very nice car to, to look at and I'm sure to drive if I could have. Um, so having a re regular GT3 in Ruby Star is not special yep. enough. Yeah. You want to go to TechArt and yes. get their uh, aero kit. And yes, what, what does this set you back? Uh, $30,000 for everything, and that's with carbon fiber hood, carbon fiber front fenders, um, that ducktail I was talking about, which is carbon fiber, the front splitter, the rear, I'll say rear fascia that has some aero elements as well, uh, forged wheels that are still 20 inch front, 21 inch rear, and carbon fiber side skirts. Um, so it's definitely a stylish package. It doesn't increase downforce a ton. Um, but it does increase it a little bit, possibly reduces lift, and uh, just a very cool car, more my style of car. If I were to have a 911, um, whether you had a GT3 or a Carrera T or a Carrera GTS, uh, you can buy these parts and put them on the car. So the 30000 is just for the parts. You just have to for have the parts. You don't have to buy all of them if you don't want. Okay. But uh, uh, yeah, so watch out for that video uh, in the coming weeks, probably a week or two after Rensport. Um, but the second car, and uh, this is something I was able to get a little bit of video on my phone, and if you're watching on YouTube, that is the original 35601, which is the very first Porsche, um, and it's a 356 that has a mid-engine layout. Um, we had one of our panorama contributors, Bassem Wasef, uh, who got scored to drive in this thing, which I can't imagine too many people have driven that car. In fact, it's probably been driven more today than I've it has just in the past 15 sat in years. It. I think, Paul, you sat in it, right? Sat in it. I've not yeah. driven it. Yeah. Not driven it, yeah. And I think the ones we sat in was before they re-restored the car uh, to, uh, I guess, the authentic. Because uh, they only had black and white pictures, my, my understanding is. Originally. And so they got more information of what the interior really looked like, what shade it was, and the wheels. And so they kind of like re-restored it. Because they restored it originally... I think in 2000, after they had the damage in 98, where it, I think it fell off a plane being unloaded. Um, oh, yeah. And they spent like two years, two or three years restoring it, but they restored yeah. it again. Because mm -hmm. when I saw it at the museum, it looked completely different. And somebody said, no, this is really the accurate, the way it looked, and the way you guys have it on film, that's the way it yeah, looked originally. You know what, I, I actually, um, it sounds like um, Alexander Klein was explaining to, to Bassem in the uh, interview that the person who owned the car after, I guess, Porsche sold it um, to a you know, private owner, he actually modified the car to make it look a little bit more like a speedster. And I would love to see an original picture you know, next to what it looks like now. But apparently, the, I think the rear end looks a little bit more speedster or spider-ish hmm. than it did. And they left them like that because they want to preserve the history of the car, including what the... Um, I guess, first non-Porsche owner did to it back in the day. So at Rensport 6, Dr. Wolfgang Porsche drove that on the track. Mm, correct. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it again. Yeah. Um, and this time it's going to be running on e-fuel. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. So they had uh, some jugs of e-fuel. said VP racing on them, but if you, if you watch the video, that's not VP racing fuel. That's 
Porsche Z Fuel, which they ship in from their plant in, in uh, Chile. Very cool. And um, yeah, it's, it sounded like it ran just like it would have on regular gasoline. Um, so you're doing this on public roads? Yeah, public roads, although there were, uh, there was a police officer in a Dodge, what's the, the four-door, Challenger? No, Charger. Charger. Yeah, Charger, mm -hmm. and then a motorcycle police officer behind us, and they're uh, blocking traffic. And I was going to ask you, what do people think in traffic seeing this thing come yeah, next well, to them? So, so this is in Carmel, so it's a quaint little part of, um, you know, the Monterey Bay area, and it was a very short loop, can be done in like 15, 20 minutes going and these streets, you probably weren't going over 20, 25 miles an hour. You know, it was very slow. And I, I honestly don't think, if I were behind the wheel, I don't think I'd want to go more than 20, 25 miles an hour in that car. I'm um, sure, yeah. So we're going to see that in the video in the future, or? Yeah, you'll see that in the video. So um, we did our, it was a very sort of last minute how we put this together. We received, you know, an invitation from um, Porsche after... Uh, Bassem told us that he was going to be driving this, and uh, Bogdan got some social media, which you'll probably see pretty soon um, on PCA social media channels, and then um, I'm hoping to have this video out also in the next couple weeks. Um, so just gives a lowdown about what the car is, what's special about it, um, aside from the fact that it's a mid-engine 356 and the very first one. Um, uh, Mr. Klein goes through you know, a bunch of the things that make it unique, you know, the small details like no Porsche crests, how the side sills, you know, uh, how they're sculpted and, and add to the body rigidity. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a... Did he say, explain why they didn't go mid-engine? Why they immediately switched to rear engine? Because 352 is rear engine. He didn't in this one, uh, I don't believe. I don't believe I heard that in the interview. My understanding I I was it's was the cost. It was too expensive to yeah. make mid-engine at the time. So I thought that it was because the practicality of having a rear engine opened up rear seats, but we, we didn't hear it officially from Mr. Klein, so. Yeah, because I think 356-2 was almost done when they finished one. Oh, really? So they had already decided to go with the, uh, yeah. we saw 356-2 at the, uh, I think the last, one of the trips to Germany I went to in with you. In the museum. With, in the museum, and where you were working at, that one building, they brought the cars in, mm -hmm. and uh, that was pretty cool seeing the second yeah. Porsche. So, so Paul, you're here. Um, and I'm looking at uh, through, the, through our, uh, we're, we're sitting in the, in the uh, Porsche Plots tent, uh, which is a nice big tent. We're going to be doing presentations here and interviews. Uh, but we look up the hill where the beautiful people go to, the hospitality where, uh, I love it because people who think they're VIPs, you're not VIP unless you have tickets to that uh, hospitality. I think there was only 600 tickets available and Porsche handed out. Uh, I, don't, I don't think being a Hollywood producer was enough. You had to be a, an Academy Award-winning Hollywood producer to get tickets into there. Anyways, the reason I bring it up was uh, hopefully by the time people are listening to it, they found out the secret, which was the top part of this is open to the public. Correct. And it oh. is, uh, has uh, umbrellas and seating and... Uh, that's new because that's like been there in one of the, the best views yeah. of the track. Have you been up there yet, Tom? Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, I, no, no, not... Not today. I oh, you you probably got tickets to the beautiful people part. <laughs> VIP over here, right? <laughs> but the view of the track from up there is the best. The P people, like me, not the VIPs, uh, we get to the top part. Um, but it's a very nice thing they did. It's a great view, a uh, panoramic view. We just came down through the bridge. I mean, the bridge this year is phenomenal. They've changed that as well. So yeah. The, the access up there with the golf cart, or you can walk your way up there. So it's, it's, it's changed quite a bit. If you haven't been to, uh, uh, to Laguna recently, um, the old bridge is gone. It was Kind of like haunted house looking. It was very uh, dark wood and uh, very uh, cr 
little creaky when you walked over it. Uh, this time it's all concrete and it's you can put a golf cart on it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful. But you are located right next to this beautiful hospitality. Just say literally a couple steps down Correct. and you have, uh, and, and what's that for? Well, part, part of the reason we're, we're here, uh, first of all, for me to be back here, it's phenomenal to see everybody and be back. But I'm working with a, t with a team of, of people in Germany right now looking after the global communities. So it's not just the clubs, but it's also the golf community, the NFT communities, the GGs. So we have a number of communities that we take care of. And so we're, we've talked to them, we've invited them. We know that a lot of them are going to be here. So we said we'll make a space for the international people to get together because many of them that come here, they're not aware of what's going on or what they what can be done at, at Porsche Platz. So we thought this would be a great opportunity for us to interact with them as well. So for those that are coming in for the international side, we are down here in the at the Porsche Platz. We're part of the, the check-in process here as well. And then we've got a little bit of a lounge up there for those that are coming in. We've got a, there's a golf event coming on this weekend. Uh, there's a lot of people from Europe. I know the European your colleagues are coming in from. We got Sweden, Italy, Asia, that from around the world. I mean, this event is truly global, so it'll be, it'll be great to everybody here. Yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited to. Uh, you know, it's always great when people are coming to their first rent sport. Uh, they're just so wide-eyed. I just talked to a couple, and they were like, "What do we need to see?" And my first question was, "How many days are you going to be here?" Well, they said all four, and I said, "Good, because you're going to need all four to see everything." And that's part of it as well. We've been talking to you about with the internationals that are coming here. We'd like to do a tour in the morning, one in the afternoon. Because I think it's the same thing as you said. When you come for the first time, when you leave, you realize there's so much you haven't seen. Or you spend a day finding out what's here, and then you need more time to figure it out afterwards. So um, we're very excited about being here. And you know, with your support, we'll make it better for the internationals as well as, as host to the international guest, if you will. Yeah, there's so, uh, did you get to walk through the paddock yet, Tom? I did uh, a quick walk through the paddock and uh, seeing it all come together. It uh, appears they have twice as many cars as they did last time. Yeah, they, in the in year and a half of planning that we did for this, uh, and there would be about 65 people on this call, which was like the primary people, to give you an idea. Each person had their own team. Uh, so uh, they, you just saw how uh, attention to detail and how parking was a premium. And so believe it or not, in the paddock, uh, like the club racers, the PCA club racers, they have to take uh, their tow vehicles and park them with their trailer somewhere else, which is usually unheard of at a club race. Usually, you, you, you make camp right next to your uh, trailer and you have all your tools there. So they gave them this huge tent to put all the guys together, uh, but they have to be, um, they have to unload their tools there and all their stuff and then take their tow vehicle and trailer or something else. And that's just not PCA, that's uh, Carrera Cup. The, the same Carrera, way. Carrera Cup is here for the first time. Yeah. But I think it's safe to say that by all metrics, this event is, you know, it's, it's just it's booming. I mean, we, we checked in this morning. We, uh, we arrived this afternoon. And, um, you know, shout out to Kathy Lee and, and, and Haley. They're taking care of the clubs and all the activities here. They've done a lot of work preparing. We just checked in. And we checked in. They were saying there's over 1,000 people in general to make this run. So there's, there's a lot of people here. It's going to be quite an event. Yeah. It's, uh, what was your first run sport, uh, Paul? Daytona. So, so the first or second Daytona? The second Daytona. Was my so it would have been Rensport so. 3 then. Yeah. So I've, I've done all of them since then. But it's quite a change. I remember Daytona being overwhelmed by the amount of cars in the infield, but also the fact that, you know, in the infield, we were a drop in the bucket for the entire facility. And that's why I thought when we moved out here, it was such a huge step up because this, you're in the middle of the car culture on the West Coast, but this Laguna, the iconic space and everything else, and it's all Porsche wall to wall. It, it truly is the place for this event. It's hard to imagine yeah. Rensport taking place anywhere else after so many years here. 
There's, uh, and I'm sure there'll be comments on the uh, yeah. YouTube channel because every, every, whenever we talk about Rensport, um, the East Coasters are saying, when is it going to come back to the East Coast? Mm. Uh, being an East Coaster, I, I can respect that because I can't really drive to the West Coast mm -hmm. that easily. Um, the, our country is very big. A lot of people don't realize it until mm -hmm. you cross country, how long it takes to get uh, um, across the United States. So, uh, but boy, it's hard to beat the fact you don't have to worry about rain. You know, yeah. that's... Uh, that's yeah, the weather here is perfect. And, uh, but each rent sport has gotten bigger. The uh, first one, I don't know, maybe five, ten thousand people max. At Lime Rock? At Lime Rock. Wow, it was, it was uh, you know, and it was a big, that was a big event, but uh, nobody expected it was going to turn into something like this. I think Daytona, you know, maybe 15, 20,000. Then, you know, it just, everyone has gotten more and more. I think now we're at like 100,000 people over the weekend. Daytona 2 was significant because uh, PCA club racers raced for the first time at the Speedway. Yeah. It wasn't a PCA club race, uh, but uh, Brian Redmond's group, uh, I think it was Intercontinental Events it was called, they were, Bob Carlson had asked them to run the event, yeah. and Bob Carlson, who founded Rensport, him and Brian Redmond, he um, realized that in order to help pay for the bills, they would need to invite PCA the race and so it, everyone just jumped at the opportunity to race Daytona and uh, that kind of opened the door for PCA club racing to continue racing at Daytona uh, but that was a big thing that brought a lot of people down even if they didn't understand what Rensport was uh, <laughs> they came down just to be able to race Daytona. Right, but I think it's definitely changed worldwide I mean people know what Rensport is it has it's gone from an American event to a global event and there's a lot of people a lot of excitement in our communities in Asia and in from all around the world, people coming. So, I think it's definitely come into its own, and it's 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 a brand, it's an event, it's it's quite phenomenal what's developed from the Lime Rock days to today. And we're we're looking forward to. Uh, I think we'll host some tours for your international guests, and uh, yeah, to take them around and show them what we've got here. But Paul, I know you said you had to leave, so when you got to leave, just let us know. I'm, I'm waiting to if I get away from this. Okay. Side, I don't know if I believe so. <laughs> the, the, the signal, right? No. Yeah. I saw I saw Paul walking about three minutes before we we're going to start recording, and I said, "Let's grab him uh, like, while we while we have the opportunity and bring him on stage." No, it's it's um, wonderful being back, and it, it just you know I remember when we started this with the island, the port, and the Cayman Island. Yes. Back in the day, and we had the Cayman Island here and the setup. It's just amazing how things have stepped up from that. And I'm talking to your volunteers this morning that. You've got a phenomenal, how many volunteers are now? 600 volunteers, and we had to sh cut it off. We shut it off at 600. We, we would have gotten a lot more, uh, but we didn't have any more T-shirts or posters to give away, so we cut off at uh, 600. So that's pretty telling about how what a, what a strong the force is. What a, what a phenomenal club that you have too many volunteers. I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that, that's about as good as it gets, so that, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, so it, to me, Rensport is uh, not just the cars, but uh, the legends. The, the drivers, the engineers, the personalities who, to me, what made Porsche what Porsche is. And uh, we're, we're actually recording um, most, if not all, of the, uh, the driver interviews so we can keep them uh, and hopefully uh, share them with uh, our membership on YouTube uh, because some of these drivers uh, who were around at Rensport 6 are not around for Rensport 7. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have the best stories. The cars are here. But the cars don't tell the stories like the drivers do. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's my favorite part is listening to stories and hearing things that you may have never read in the book or, or understood. And these guys are so happy that people remember them and have these questions to ask. Uh, they're also doing um, autographs for the first time here on the island. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say island, the Porsche plots. Um, 
they're going to be doing two uh, 15 minute set or two uh, half hour sessions of uh, of autographs. Um, so uh, that's going to be very popular each, each day. Yeah, each yeah. day, and uh, um, you know the uh, Hurley Haywood is I think going to be our first speaker. And then we not just vintage drivers. We have like Dane Cameron, Saber Cook, uh, who's scheduled to come. Uh, Raleigh Dickinson, who just won the Career Cup Series. I, I think he's 15. <laughs> no, yeah. I think he might have got he's 20, but he started off very young. He looks very young and he's an incredible driver. These are the uh, legends of the future. Mm -hmm. yeah, so we're going to be 30 years from now. We're still around. They're going to be speaking, telling stories. And they're going to remember watching them drive. So cool. I, cars. I met Riley Dickinson um, with uh, uh, Lynn Friedman at, I believe it was Indianapolis, um, and a super nice guy, and it's just so cool to think, you know, he's won that, you know, I've met him before, and, you know, I'm going to be able to see him, I'm sure, win many more championships in the years to come. Yeah, we have, we've had some phenomenal sessions here. I remember one of my favorites was we had Nick Tandy and Rudy Linz. Yes. In the tent. And um, I still and remember I didn't that know story. who Rudy Linz was. And actually, Rudy <laughs> Linz came in. He was on the list. And you asked me, and we Googled him quickly, who is Rudy Linz. And then Nick Tandy came in. He was coming in from Le Mans, where he just won. And he said, you're talking with Rudy. And he said, okay. And then he, who's Rudy Linz? You know, so, <laughs> but it, to be honest with you, it was one of the most phenomenal sessions because Rudy started a campaign. He still, he still has a dealership in Austria. Okay. Um, he's still around. We had him at an event just recently. But... Um, with his father, he campaigned cars. They would get the broken cars from Porsche yeah, and fix so them explained. up and campaign yeah. them. So him and his father would drive. And if everything went well, they would drive them back. And I remember you and, the, and I think we were saying, oh, my father would start the car. There's a team of two. And then you turned to Nick Tan. He said, Nick, how many people do you need to start your car? And Nick just smiled. He said, oh, yeah, I need 26 engineers <laughs> <laughs> to get the thing to turn over. Like but a couple the, hundred, the, uh, it was such a, such a phenomenal session between them because Nick was... You know, Nick is Nick, but he was also very respectful. And, and, and Rudy, it was just a, a, a magic moment. That's why I think one of the things about Rensport is, is it's just it brings together the drivers, the engineers, the cars, the people. Um, there's no other melting pot. Actually, on my very first week when I started with Porsche, I went at an appointment with, with uh, Klaus Bischoff, who used to run the museum. I didn't know who Klaus was, and I was invited. I was supposed to go and introduce myself, and I went in. And at first, he was very hands off, you're from the clubs, and they always make the cars dirty, so, uh, you know, I did, you don't respect my cars and anything else, and then uh, we found out I'm, I'm from Canada, so he's, oh, you're Canadian, so we started talking, but then he said, I'll tell you one thing, young man, remember Rensport Reunion, and I, I said, okay, why, and he said, well, because that is an event, you just signed the contract in the morning, and we just agreed to do it, and it's, it's an event that even we as a factory cannot do, there's just the cars, the people, all America in one place, um, it's a phenomenal event, and that was for Daytona. So if you take mm. it from there where we are now, yeah. it's it's grown phenomenally. So it, it is really a, a, a melting pot of of all the different yeah. things that make our brand what it is. When I tell people, uh, Rinsport, you can go to the museum, you can see uh, you know a lot of these cars, a representation of these cars, but uh, but you come here and you they're actually out on the track running around and, and making the sounds that they make, and maybe they're at eight tenths, right? Maybe they're not quite full uh, race speed, but um, it's just so cool to see them racing. In the, in, in the five minutes that I was in the paddock to, to pick up my uh, media credentials, I met Marshall Pruitt, a uh, renowned photographer, motorsport photographer. I said hi to Jeff Zwart. Um, I, I believe I saw um, Rod Emery in the corner of my eye. And I'm not even looking. For, I'm just trying to get to my car. you know. Um, and I guess the great thing about, about the event um, as well is you know, a, lot of, a lot of times you, know, you don't really get to see... Um, legendary drivers and, and people in the industry um, just 
hanging out and having a good time. I mean, not that they're not having a good time at a race, but you know, they're in the paddock, they're in the pits, they're maybe just out of reach, unless you're at a Porsche Platz and you get to see you know, um, a presentation and, and mingle with the drivers. But here, it's just everybody's here. Um, everybody is having a good time. I don't think anybody's stressed about winning the races. Um, and uh, you just, that doesn't happen very often. I was, uh, every uh, four or five years, right? Or three or five years. I was over at the paddock and uh, we were actually helping to move the 935 over here. So we are waiting for the truck driver to back up and because there was so much traffic. And I see this car inside of an enclosed trailer and it was really dark, but I could see Vashik Pollock. <laughs> so I kind of walked in, I looked at it, and it looked like a 908, but it didn't look like a 908. So I'm looking at it and I, uh, I kind of like put my foot in, leaned in and took a picture. And the guy uh, was just standing to the side. He goes, you're the first person to take a picture of my car. <laughs> And I said, oh, really? I go, what is it? And I said, is it a 908? He goes, no, it's a 906 Spider. Well, 906 Spider never existed, huh? except, and I asked him, and uh, I don't think he was the owner. I think he was the handler. I said, 906 Spider, is this the one that uh, Alwyn Springer, in his book, talks about how he cut the roof off of it? He cut the roof off of a 906 and made it into a Spider to make it more competitive. And he goes, no, I don't think so. I said, this, he goes, this car was campaigned by Milt Miltner. I said, that's who, Alwyn Springer, oh, wow. he was like his crew chief for Vashik Pollock. <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, I don't know. And so now I'm, I'm on a quest to find Alwyn and say, is that the spider that you wrote about in your book yeah. that you cut the roof off? Because he said uh, uh, Vashik uh, evidently got back from where he was and like freaked out because Alwyn had cut the roof off this 906. <laughs> but back then, 906s weren't like super valuable. Yeah. So you that's just what weld you it did. back on. <laughs> you did to make it valuable. It's all fiberglass. Oh, fiberglass roof, of course. <laughs> so uh, yeah, stuff like that, that you think yeah. you've seen everything, and then you run into something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's, um, yeah, I'm hoping I can, I can sneak away from the Porsche plots and uh, really spend some time. They have an area called the um, uh, Tag Hoyer Heritage Tent, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. And that's where all, I mean, everything's special, but this is where the, uh, the key key cars mm -hmm. are listed. Uh, yesterday, and I got some pictures, I think Robert was going through, of the um, Mission X. And uh, I thought they were displaying it, so I walked up and I started taking pictures. I've never seen guys put a cover on a car so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's been debuted and people have seen it, mm -hmm. um, I guess they were told to yeah. keep it a secret here. And then when I came back today, it was gone. So well, good I thing this is perfectly. coming out on Monday, because otherwise they might, might have to kill you. It's, yeah. <laughs> But they're going to have debut of uh, at least they're going to have a worldwide debut. Uh, yep. Thursday believe, night or the, yeah tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Thursday. Yeah. Yep. I you, think you know I anything know about is. that, Paul? You can share. I just know it's tomorrow night because this won't come out till Monday, so it'll That's be old right. news. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not going to risk saying it. Somebody got to get Paul some but. some beers in him before he can start telling <laughs> his secrets. <laughs> yeah, do the podcast a little bit later in the evening then. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. The. Uh, the the, we can say it now, Doobie Brothers concert that's coming yep, up. That will be Saturday night. Um, and I heard that once it got out on social media, um, they sold, I think, like 5,000 extra tickets immediately. Just Ooh. because of the... I guess, so there's people coming who probably don't know a lick about Porsche, but our Doobie Brothers Like fans. the movies. Yeah. And, and the they're going to really be blown away when they show up and see yeah. all these, uh, these Porsches, which I think you can't be, help but become a fan when you see all these cars. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, it's something that I'm really, really looking forward to. And the following podcast uh, will ho hopefully have more coverage of the event going on. 
Um, I think Damon, you were still out filming mm -hmm. when they did the family photo. Um, Unfortunately, they were staging. Yeah, yeah but it was we could hear race cars, and I was like, "What in the world are they running race cars?" And then it hit me. They're setting up for the family and photo. And they were going backwards up the, the straight, right? Or not backwards, but driving the. No, they were coming. Was, they were coming. At the end, yeah. yeah. At the end, when they went back, they went okay, uh, that's when counter I got race. To the track, yeah. They were already going yeah. back. But, uh, but they do it right behind us here. Uh, right on the Continental Bridge. Used to be Dunlop, I think. Yeah. Now it's Continental Bridge. Mm -hmm. um, that's an iconic photo that every Rensport at Laguna they've always taken. This mm -hmm. group photo, not of every car, but key cars mm -hmm. in the uh, in the event. Um, we're also looking forward to tractor races. Yeah, tractor it's, races. It's actually, it's funny. I was last weekend. I was in Germany, and the Porsche Diesel Tractor Club had their parade. So there was seventy-five tractors, one hundred and forty-eight people um, all together for a weekend. They were doing drives and competitions. It was really cool. But they were talking about rent sport as well. I mean, actually, one of their vice presidents, I believe, is here um, visiting as well from the Diesel Tractor Club. So it's going to be interesting because this is the second time they're doing tractor races so i have a feeling that a lot of these guys have spent five years hopping up these yeah. diesel tractors and you're going to see some serious competition Working last time on. it was for fun you know it was just a, let's see what happens i think this time you may see some rubbing his racing stuff going on we, we, we they had a tour on this where i was in the event and there's the juniors the standards the masters the different sizes and we were in i was in a in, in a standard which is the mid-size uh tractor and he was going yeah we can do about you know 23, 24 kilometers an hour, and uh, the smaller ones are even slower. And they're saying, well, the, yeah, the big ones, they're all modified. They've, they've all got different, you know, <laughs> yeah. all, so are these like boost just gauge. big one cylinder engines or two cylinder? How, how does that work? Or is it um, a little less? Uh, if you look at the size of a master compared mm -hmm. to a junior, it's the junior yeah. looks like massive. a toy. It, junior looks like a toy. Yeah. So yeah. This is one, two, three very narrow, very small. So they were the, they're only the, built for, you know, eight years. So Porsche doesn't typically do uh, open wheel racing, but here at, tractors, Rensport, yes. here at Rensport, you'll see it. Although yeah. I did see the um, Foster's IndyCart. Oh, yeah, they we saw that program today. we had in 89, I think. Yeah, yeah we yeah. saw that was being pushed, uh, I think, for the family photo. Uh, so it's, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, so much fun to go over all the stuff that happened for the next four days um, and what we see. Uh, hopefully, they, doing, uh, they were going to do uh, kids kids racing too in pedal cars. Is that happening? I don't I've never heard anything more about that. They yeah. were that was a discussion they were going to have, like Goodwood does it, but uh, you know I didn't. Um, I think Paul got the okay from his boss. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> the boss said I he could can stay. stay a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's something that um, there's so much going on. And once again, the couple they asked me, "What do we do?" It's our first rent sport, and I told them just. Uh, one day, one morning, I said, "Just come in and go to the Tag Heuer tank, tent and watch as they turn these cars on, mm -hmm. and listen for the cold starts, mm -hmm. because um, watching a 917 turn on for the first time, uh, you'll always remember it because you don't realize how complicated it is to get get them running. It's not like the modern cars or the 963, which is fairly uh, quickly they get it started here. They got to really coax it into being started, and it all happens in the morning." And to hear the you know the throats being cleared of the carburetors or the mechanical fuel injection, it's uh, it's very memorable. And I know I'm Porsche nerding out, but this is this is all about a weekend of uh, Porsche nerds. But but there's so many things coming together this year as well. I mean we've we've you know the, the pandemic we had, so people are just dying to get back together again. But this is our 75th anniversary for for Porsche worldwide, the 60th anniversary of the 911. So there's so many things that come together where I think I mean, every Rennsport has its 
has its unique highlights and stuff. But I think this is this is very special this year. Um, okay. so there's several uh, debut cars coming out too. Well, they had the nine US, the U.S. debuts, right? Yeah. Well, the worldwide. I'm interested to see what the worldwide debut car is. Yeah. And there hasn't been much. Uh, did you get the? Um, I didn't. I so unfortunately, uh, I I don't usually get direct emails. Um, uh, our, our panorama editor usually forwards them to me. Um, but this time, I actually heard from a, a freelancer that I uh, that we work with sometimes. I do know what the car is. I, I would love to say it. I, I don't think I have the name exactly right. And plus, I would say I would say say it because it'll be released. But we're we're yeah. we're using a PE it, system. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is going to be. Um, you're you're going to like this car if you if you like. I mean, all of us like fast cars, but this this one, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be at the top of the list. I was hoping that they were going to debut. Uh, the hybrid 911, but I don't think that's it. Uh, I think that uh, at least from <laughs> because you know they do, they do always do the spy shots at the Newburgring. It's they can't keep a secret. So you look at the when you see the car almost ready at the ring, then you know Porsche is about to announce it. And I haven't seen I've seen very little of the hybrid that they've been uh, showing there. So yeah, when this a year ago, I was hoping we'd see what the hybrid would do, uh, but that's coming. And I think um, Oliver Bluma said it's going to be uh, 20. 25 model maybe. Yep. Um, that, that's the last quote that we, we heard in the press yeah. as well. But yeah. I, I, I think we can we can nod and say that's that's not going to be here. So. They had an electric car running and I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. Okay, Did you so see I'll take it? my cue from you, Paul? <laughs> Did you see the electric car running? Which one it was? I could hear it, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it either. Oh, it did not sound good. It's not a, those cars that do not have a sexy sound at all. They got to do something. <laughs> it sounded it didn't even sound like a Roomba. It was I, I just, hold uh, judgment because you know the electric carts and you know uh, uh, what was the like the IDR uh, BW IDR um, prototype. I I like the sound. It's not an engine sound, but it's 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 intense. No. I love it, the it's, car. It's a fast sound. Yeah, I love so. electric cars. It's just the sound. When you're in a car, you don't hear that sound. At least I, I, did, I never did. But yeah. this was really loud. But what is it? The Mission R is the one that has the really, really loud sound on the inside uh, of the, the motors. Maybe that's what they were up. running. I, 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 yeah. It went by so fast yeah. that I couldn't see it. Now, Porsche uh, teased on, I saw it on Twitter, that the car that they were going to be releasing. And I sat there like a nerd, freeze-framing, uh, uh, screenshotting everything so I could get the because it went by so fast on the uh, post and I screenshotted it you couldn't see anything it was like yeah. a blur <laughs> so yeah I can't wait till uh, Thursday night to see what uh, what they announce um, any anybody in particular you're hoping to hear as far as presentation goes uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Alvin Springer again and uh, yeah every one of it you and I had sat and uh, gone through all the drivers trying to figure out who we can get in here and and uh yeah there's not a s single one that i don't i couldn't spend a whole evening with right talking about cars and racing and i think the cool thing is for them though it's also very special to come here because they don't get together that often either i mean yeah. so that's you know when we were when rudy Linz was here last time or whatever you know that dick alford r.i.p and the, they, they don't get to see each other that often either so that that's part of this event as well that all of those Legends get together. Yeah, they get with together. The engineers and sometimes the uh, maybe they raced together 40, 50 years ago or something, but they uh, they're still competing with each other <laughs> for stories. So we have uh, Jackie X scheduled to come, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we, it's one of the ones Tom and I picked. It's uh, and this time we did a we came prepared because we know what drivers are coming. Before it was like a, a surprise to us, like 10 minutes before who was coming, 
Um, so I want to ask, uh, I want to hear from Jackie the story of the 77 Lama where, um, if I get it right, he's racing, uh, there's two 936s, they're racing. Uh, Jackie's car, I think, breaks down. And uh, Jurgen Barth and Hurley Haywood, who are driving the other team car, are kind of languishing in like 10th place. And so I guess the either team orders or whatever, Jackie X gets in their car and he starts turning just incredible laps. So much so that they're like, just stay in a car as long as you want. And he gets them to first place. And then they hold first place and they end up winning the race. And I've, I've read where Jackie has called that his greatest race ever. So mm -hmm. to hear it from the master himself. And then the other bookend of that is the 81 936 that they win Le Mans. This is the one where uh, they weren't planning the race Le Mans and Peter Schultz becomes the CEO mm -hmm. and says, what's our plans for Le Mans? And they tell him they're going to run some, I think, 944 GTRs and they'll win their class, but there's no way to go in overall. And he tells them, I want to, you're going to, we're going to run overall. How are we going to do this? We're going to go after, and then you talk about bringing this car out of the museum. And so I would love to hear from Jackie. How would, how did they approach him to say, we want you to drive this car that's currently in the museum, but we're going to put a different engine, and we think you're going to be competitive. <laughs> that had to be one heck of a sales job. And, of course, they end up winning overall. And he specifically asked for Derek Bell to be his co-driver. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a, a lot, a lot of stories that um, I want to hear these drivers to tell or retell, or maybe there'll be something new um, that they can explain. Like Hurley Haywood, I'm... I'm I'm going to see if he remembers what it was like when he first won the first IMSA race at uh, BIR, driving a 914.6 GT, which my understanding was he was still in the military, and he, he took an unauthorized leave to run in this race, and the colonel, who was the commander of his, uh, the base, was really impressed with this guy's driving. He finds out he's an enlisted man, and then finds out that he's on his base. And so the, I, I think that it was either the colonel or... Captain, he facilitates getting Hurley out of the Army as quick as possible so he can start furthering his racing career. So. Didn't he get found out he wasn't supposed to be uh, on leave, what they, uh, they read in the uh, competition news? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Saw his name there. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's uh, a good story. Yeah, so we got specific stories that hopefully we can get him to, uh, to tell and, uh, and talk about. And we've got photos we're going to be showing uh, to the drivers, maybe to jog some memories of, of these cars. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking at Danny Sullivan. We got uh, Jim Busby. So Jim Busby is coming for the first time, and he drove the 924 GTR that used uh, – so BF Goodrich wanted to sponsor this car. And uh, part of their deal was they were promoting their new tire, the Comp TA, which back in the time that was like the tire to get. It was a super uh, high-performance tire. So they said, we'll sponsor the car, but you have to use these street tires. You know, they came with sponsorship money, and that's a tough pill to swallow, knowing that you're going against guys with very brace-ready tires, and you're running street tires. So they shaved the tires, and they ran on a five tires the whole 24 hours. Not five sets, but five tires. And the reason they used five was because they took one of the tires off mid-race just to measure the tread depth, not because it was bad. And they uh, win their class with this uh, tire, so I would love to hear the story from him of how he convinced the other drivers to be part of his team, telling him you're going to be running street tires, not uh, slicks. Uh, yeah. So can you tell uh, Manny's been studying up 
getting ready for rinse for he's, he's, he's I've been looking for this for a year and a half. Of, uh, <laughs> I would say for probably five years you've been looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, I remember uh, the end of the last rinse board on Sunday afternoon, because I stayed until Monday, which I'm doing again this time, but uh, like uh, crying. I was like, oh, it's sad that it's over, right? Yeah, I only had four days. Here. You know it's going to go by so fast, yeah, too. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, Porsche heaven. That's, yeah, it's... Um, it's the center of the Porsche universe for a couple of days. It really yep, is. it is. Yeah, and you're going to hear... Things that happen that you miss because you're on the other side of the track. Uh, so hopefully I get to take in as much as possible. Maybe even catch some racing. Even though we have a great spot here at the Porsche Plots, we can see uh, turns two and three and some of uh, coming out of turn two on the front straight. It's still, uh, um, it goes by so fast. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's uh, been in this hobby now for a long time, 20-some years or more, I guess. I, but uh I have friends from all over the world in the Porsche community, but they're all here, right? It's uh, everywhere you turn, it's a friend from someplace, and uh, somewhere from you know from this country, from Europe, wherever. So it's uh, it's there's nothing like it. And that that community is definitely growing. I mean, it's, it's interesting yeah. to see a watch worldwide that it's it's you know it's a it's new younger generation is coming for the different products and cars, different markets. But definitely, I mean, you are the mother of all clubs, and here in America, you have a very unique experience. Um, I think the PCA is a home to a phenomenal uh, community and the experience that you have, but it's growing. It really is. Yeah, well, it shows by the attendance, and this time around, they're going to be live streaming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all the races. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know what a rent sport is, um, you know, they're going to be able to really uh, just absorb it all over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on, uh, online uh, watching this racing. So. I know we, uh, we've... PCA really stepped up our game to make sure we uh, record and do, do all the media and uh, record these drivers. Manny's going to be interviewing a lot of the drivers and uh, to bring these stories, not just to the people who made it, right? So if you're watching this and uh, listening to this and you didn't make it out, you don't have to uh, feel too bad. That's right. We're going we're gonna to bring you some content. Give a shout out to our Robert. Uh, Robert Forsyth is part of the uh, Insider crew. He... Uh, Shipped all the equipment, and Lord knows he showed up because I have no idea how to hook all this stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. He tells me everything like I understand what he's saying, and I just nod there with my eyes glazed over and say, okay. <laughs> so does everything a, work? He's a one-man production crew. Yeah, I was watching is. him today set up all the equipment and, uh, to get ready. So, All right. Well, normally we do news. We're not going to do it this time because, uh, well, quite frankly, we're lucky we pulled this uh, podcast off today um, to be able to get it uh, uh, under our belt and out on uh, the Monday because it's been very long days so far and it's only it's day three for us even though day one starts tomorrow for all the fans. Yeah. Bright uh, and early, 5.45 a.m. at the gate. Yes, we get here early and we're going to be here at least probably 14, 16 hours. Yep. Um, uh, first thing in the morning, a parade lapse and we had a crew of about 15 people, key people that are going to help put these parade laps on because everything's down to the minute. Of uh, when we get these cars on the track, when we finish, it's uh, all uh, orchestrated uh, very carefully. So, any final thoughts? No, I'm just ready yeah. to have fun. I, I think we're going to we're going to get dinner after this. So I can tell everyone's starting to get hungry because uh, <laughs> start your engines. Yeah. All right. Well, so uh, next week, next podcast, you're going to uh, hear more about Ren Sport, and uh, then when after that, we should be back to normal, and Vu will be back in studio, leading the. Uh, the charge, and uh, I am going to let him, like I said, tell the whole story about his medical adventures and 
how he survived. <laughs> so thanks for listening to another episode. I guess I got also plug uh, uh, what Boo always does is uh, plug the newsletters. Robert, yeah. you can bring that up. There we go. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already uh, to eBreak News, uh, Mark Fresh News, and uh, what's it? Performance. 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 I was going to say e-performance. <laughs> I'm a terrible host. <laughs> I don't do it enough to uh, be as good as Boo does. Boo's uh, secure in his position. Yeah, and, yeah, subscribe right. to the YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, yes, yes. Everyone has heard this to death. But we're at, uh, are we almost at... We're almost at 80,000. Yes, we're almost at 80. I think it, um, last night, 79,300 or so. So we're, we're almost there. Um, the, let's make it to 100 if we can. How close are we to re-releasing this awesome video you're working on? Oh, uh, should have been released yesterday. Um, man, what a project. It um, is. But at this point, um, if everything goes, I've been talking with our editor, and um, Saturday is what we are aiming for at 11 a.m. Uh, you might have noticed, actually, that we've now missed two one-mile reviews, and that's because of this video. It is a beast of an edit. But what you can look forward to is on Tuesday, when usually we come out with a video like a documentary or something long form, um, we'll have a one-mile review. And then um, every weekend, Saturday, um, through the end of the year, we will be uh, publishing one-mile review. Uh, to We know you guys like these videos, and we also, frankly, want to get those views and subscribers and play to YouTube's algorithm. So get ready for a lot of Porsche reviews in so, the coming months. So the video we're talking about, the big video that Damon's been working on for, seems like April we started working on this filming. Yeah. Um, uh, in your latest panorama, uh, there's a story I wrote called uh, from, giant, from Giant Killer to Giant, yep. uh, which uh, talks about Porsche's uh, evolution from 51 Le Mans when they win their class with the little 1.1 liter 56 SL to 1970 when they win overall at Le Mans with the mighty 917. Uh, so Damon's bringing this to life with... Yeah. Um, I gotta give a shout out to the um, uh, videographer, cinematographer I should say in this case, and editor Will Kayon. Um, you know, this is something that, you know, we really, uh, we, we did three in-depth interviews um, with Miles um, Collier, Brian Redman at the Revs Institute. We interviewed Rod Emery, who uh, restored the 356SL that won um, at Le Mans in uh, 1951, Porsche's first class win, I believe, yep. Yep. Uh, at the race. And then uh, Cam Ingram, who is just an expert on all things Porsche, but we had him talk about a lot of the um, cars leading up to the Piek prototype era, including the 906. Um, and Will just took, man, probably two or three hours of interviews and probably almost as much B-roll footage and uh, condensed it down to about just under an hour. So, so if, you, uh, if you read the article in Panorama, <laughs> yeah. it's going to come to life in this video yeah, uh, with these cars and the stories and, and whatnot. It's, uh, it's, it's been a, almost, it feels like a year-long project, but I saw yeah. the uh, draft and it was, uh, it was very exciting and uh, yep. very well done. So yeah, please take a peek at this, uh, this video. Um, Leslie, what else would I got to do? That we I think that's does. it, isn't it, right? You don't you wrap it up, Robert says. All right. So, <laughs> thanks for listening, and see you next week. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Bye. Thanks for having Bye. me.